Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to Star Crashed. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Starship Troopers from 1997. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So Starship Troopers is a action science fiction movie directed by Paul Verhoeven. I believe I pronounced his name correctly. Please correct me <laughs> if I'm not. It, it sounded correct to me. So yeah, let's go fine. with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we've had a bit of a break, sort of. Yes. It's, it'll be a really tiny break for um, the podcast apps. But for us, it's been like, I believe, like three or four four weeks since we yeah, yeah. recorded something so it's it feels good to be back uh, what do you think yeah yeah it's uh, exciting to be back with uh, the new the new movies that we plan on watching i'm really looking forward to several of them uh, and also in the break we went to worldcon <laughs> world science fiction convention in dublin and it was awesome and really uh, was. yeah you and i got to hang out in mm. real life for change yes. <laughs> which is great <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our mutual friends also, of course. Yeah, and we got to watch the Hugo Awards. Yes. And that was awesome. It was the first time for me. The second time for you, I believe, yeah. because yeah. you were actually on yeah, uh, on the one that two years ago. So really awesome experience. A lot of talent at the same place at the same mm-hmm, time, mm-hmm. which is just... <laughs> it's a really inspiring environment to be in. And I feel like we both like... well. All of us um, who were there together left that trip with sort of like new energy to do things and discover things. And I think that is um, anything you can um, expect and want from a trip like that. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I also was a a cheater for this podcast because I was a guest on another podcast. Yes. uh... (laughs) Now please brag for a little bit. Please do. (laughs) Um, I was invited to be a guest on the Skiffy and Fanta show, which is a, a Hugo-nominated uh, science fiction podcast. And, uh, <laughs> they have a series which is called Torture Cinema, and I was a guest for, for an episode of that. And uh, I, I was a big fan of Skiffy and Fanta before we started our podcast, mm. so at least for me... Star Crash is somewhat inspired by their torture cinema. Oh, that uh, is episodes. awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. That was awesome. Cool. And now, oh, it's like such a full circle thing. Oh, I love it. Yes. At the time of recording this episode, I don't believe uh, they have uploaded the, that episode of torture cinema, but it, it will probably be up pretty soon, I think. Yeah. So when this episode is up, theirs will probably be as well. Most likely. Yeah. Yes. And I guess we could sort of like leave either a link or at least write out the name in the in the description of this episode. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So you don't need to take out your pen and pencil. <laughs> oh, pen and pencil. Wow, two pencils <laughs> writing at the same time. Efficient. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, 
mean, technically you could use one of them to write on the other, like like putting a handmade logo on one pen. But yeah, 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 do too that. Complicated. Or don't, because like I said, we will write this down in the description for you to find uh, Skiffy and Fanti. Uh, but yeah, that was a milestone or like a goal for you at least. So that I'm so happy for you. I think that is awesome. And I will definitely listen to the episode when it's up. Yes, please uh, do. And I would also like you to, if you want to, this is not uh, demand or anything from me. But if you want to talk about the other panel you were on, maybe. Oh, well, I I was actually on um, uh, two. Wait. Three three panels. I was on three panels at Worldcon. I was like, wait, I'm missing one here. So that oh was a god, it's yeah. so famous. I'm track of these things. <laughs> so I was on a, a science themed panel uh, because I'm an engineer, and it was about um, communication between animals and humans, mm. and that was really exciting. I got to meet uh, Becky Chambers. She's a really famous uh, sci-fi author. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, then I was on a booktube panel because I have a booktube uh, channel. Yes. Which, which was really the one prom- I was aiming for you to talk about because that <laughs> yes. is plugging. Yeah. Um, uh, because I, I haven't really promoted uh, my booktube channel on this podcast. I have promoted my podcast on my booktube channel, but not vice versa. <laughs> uh, but my, my booktube channel is um, Robot Maria Reviews. And I do... Not only videos about books, but mostly about books. So check that out if you're interested. Yes, and as um, a viewer of those, I can say that they're great. They're real, <laughs> no, but they're like you know the sort of like the simple, um, straightforward kind of booktube videos. Um, yeah, I like to have a mixture of that type of um, content in my mm-hmm. YouTube su- subscription. So I really enjoy your videos. Oh, because they're you. they're not stressful and they're very like <laughs> I'm just listening to Linnea talk and I'm yeah. interested to hear what she says about these books and I think that's great. Yes. Um, and then I also had a, a romance quiz panel which you were also on. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, it was really nice to just feel like that people really enjoyed being there. Um, yeah. got out exactly what they wanted from that panel so yeah. and more was, even yeah. so yeah it was the first time I was moderator on a panel so I kind of feel like I took some lessons from that and this is sort of if I'm going to be a moderator again in the future I, I I learned some things uh to do and not do as a moderator and that was a very good experience I felt yeah and so. I I think I mean we're all beginners <laughs> of that sort of thing yeah but really yes um, yes so and I think you did an excellent job and of course there's room for improvement because there always is yes but I think you did great and uh, I can also say that I had another, another panel as well um, and I also learned a few things <laughs> about how I, how I would like to do things in the future um, yes. and I think that's more important than maybe um, getting bogged down in things you weren't really satisfied with your own mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um what do you say i mean your your you... your greatest critic is always yourself exactly so it's always yeah. so you're always thinking oh i should have said this or i should have done yeah, that exactly then, so don't know, spend you... too much time with that just <laughs> learn and move on <laughs> yeah i always think of things as learning experiences yeah. and I, I take both good things and and uh less good things out of that that, that I uh, evolve from so yeah. it was great but to sort of like sum up our um, 
world con discussion so we can finally get to the amazing <laughs> starship troopers <sighs> fanning myself here uh it was really fun experience being there And I would also recommend any listener that sort of feels like, huh, panels, how do I go about that? Go onto the website, read on, you know, there's a lot of information there. And really anyone can be on a panel as long as you're deemed um, to be someone who has something interesting to say in the specific topic that they have put together a panel for. So you might end up on one, you know? (laughs) You can just be a really, you know, enthusiastic fan and you can end up on a panel. Yeah, maybe you just love bog monsters and you want (laughs) to you know and maybe they're putting together a monster panel and yeah there you go yeah so yeah (laughs) i think we've spent a lot uh, enough time on uh, worldcon now but uh, so yeah starship troopers you want to get the the ball rolling here maybe Uh, Yeah, well, I think it was actually uh, your suggestion uh, to watch this film, but I had seen it once before. It was several years ago now, but I had very fond memories of it. So I totally agreed to watching it again Mm. when you suggested it. And uh, yeah, I really dig this film. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, we're past that now, I think. But yeah, it's been on my like to watch list for forever, I feel like. But I was at a secondhand store and there was a copy for five Swedish krona. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> now, funny story. Now I'm going to go on a small tangent here uh, again. Or okay, <laughs> why not? Because we were already like pushing the time slot here a bit. Um, but this thing, when I was watching it, uh, it was you know, skipping a few scenes, or not scenes, but like half a scene would just disappear because Mm -hmm. the the CD was probably just dirty or something. Mm -hmm. Anyways, a bit annoying, a bit nervous. I was like, oh no, does this mean it's going to be like this for the rest of the movie? Uh, Then I need to find a new copy, Uh, whatever. But I don't think I missed too much. I will ask you about one thing later on just to see what that specific scene um, became of. Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, so... And when I watched like a huge part of the movie, it's the screen goes blank and there's an image of a hand and a spinning DVD. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Are you telling me the movie's over here? Because it can't be. It really can't be. So I was watching like going through the chapter selection. And I was like, what? But it doesn't seem like this should be the end. So what is up? <laughs> is there supposed to be a, another DVD or something? Uh, and then I finally figure out that I am supposed to leave my couch go to the PS4, press eject, flip the goddamn CD, and then watch the rest of the movie. (laughs) I was trying to find like an age label on this copy of (laughs) of this movie, (laughs) but I couldn't. I bet you it's like 2000 or something, because that that was a blast from the past to do. My God, for a movie that's like two hours, that was a lot of work. which my modern body is not used to doing so i th- i think i own like one or two dvds that are like that and it's uh, yeah it's so and also like because when i was flipping it i was like how how am i supposed to and I, there was a tiny a and a tiny b on the other side oh, tiny mm-hmm. right next to like the the hole you know of the dvd mm-hmm. there was a tiny little signature that I'm supposed to... I mean, thankfully I put it in the right way the first time. Otherwise I'd be 
confused i think yes well i hope i wouldn't be confused because really what what does that say about my brain power but anyways <laughs> my god i can see that the time we've like spent 10 minutes now let's get into the movie <laughs> sorry (laughs) that was really funny (laughs) just like wait what what is this okay anyways starship troopers (laughs) please take it from here linea (laughs) (laughs) well uh starship troopers if you're not aware uh it's a military science fiction movie uh supposedly based on a novel by robert heinlein and robert heinlein is a Rather famous science fiction author. He uh, he was very active, I think, in like the 60s, um, thereabouts. I haven't read any of his books, but there are several of them that are very well liked. Um, I have not read Starship Troopers, but based on what I know, it, the book and the movie differs quite a bit from each other. <laughs> um, let's just say that I believe the book is a little bit right wing and the movie is a little bit left wing so yeah ah, interesting okay. mm. <laughs> the 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 book as i understand it and i could be wrong but as i understand it promotes the things that the movie is critical of that the, the movie is a satire and it's it is a satire oh. of militarism and and fascism i would say so um the book is a bit not 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 quite as critical of that I, ah. as as I understand it. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting <laughs> because I, whenever you watch something, at least I do, when it's based on a novel or some other media, you always think like, what happened in the translation, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like what's differed and where um, is it the same sort of viewpoint and perspective on things but it's in- so it's really interesting to hear that they might have been skewed a bit differently from each other and I to me at least the the, the route that the movie takes is the much more the one that I can maybe get more on board with <laughs> yeah yeah same from same. in personal ex- um, perspective but yeah okay yes <laughs> I I don't actually believe that the movie was intended as an adaptation of the book originally, uh, but the, the the first script that they had had several similarities with the book, so someone sort of pointed it out, and then they were like, okay, let's call it an adaptation, and they mm. used pretty much the names from the book, but not much more, um, so it's a very, very loose adaptation. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> But I am, I, I do confess, I am interested in reading the book now because I do like comparing books and movies uh, with with uh, uh, similar premises or if there are ad- adaptations of each other. So um, I do kind of want to check it out, actually. Yeah, and if you do, you need to update us, okay? <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> yeah, so um, the main character of this movie is uh, called Rico. Yeah, the Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico, thank you. Yes. Johnny Rico, and he sounds like a Barbie, and he does look like a Barbie doll as well, so fitting name. <laughs> he kind of uh, does, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Uh, and he is a high schooler at the beginning of the movie, and he has two close friends. One of them is called Carmen, and she is set on being a pilot in the sort of like the Starfleet of this mm-hmm. world and that's something you should keep in mind in that this world is 
like earth is sort of like united and it's become very militarized and in order to become a citizen in this um, society you need to do military service so that is something that these high schoolers sort of have in the back of their mind like if they have certain dreams and aspirations in life they might need to do the military service in order to get there otherwise they're just something called civilians and the third friend is called Carl Jenkins and he is sort of the more clever one I wouldn't say bookwormy but he's more of like a sort of like a bit shifty um he's um, a bit not weird but you know what I mean like you maybe you wouldn't trust him with your secrets yeah and it's also it's also implied that he has psychic abilities so it's sort Mm. of uh, at least the society has this idea that he's a more evolved human somehow it's yeah. not it's not pointed out a lot but um he does get into a, a rather um how should i say privileged part of the military if that makes sense uh, yeah i think mines you know, and games it's called it's yes. basically their like cia um mm. part of the military Maybe you could call it like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so these high schoolers, um, they're moving the high school behind and all of them join the military, including someone I haven't mentioned yet, but her name is Dizzy and she has a very obvious crush on uh, Johnny Rico, which is not reciprocated because he is in love with his lovely girlfriend, Carmen, which will play out later in a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Rico and Dizzy ends up in infantry infantry yeah let's go with infantry I think it's called mobile infantry or something yeah yeah mobile fleet infantry yeah yeah. while Carmen um, becomes a pilot so she ends up in that arc of the military and we have Carl who ends up in the Nazi CIA (laughs) part of the military (laughs) honestly that outfit later on yes anyway yes. <laughs> so uh why are they in the army why is there such a demand for people to go into army well because there is a threat and that threat is spelled bug big ass bug creatures that are colonizing planet after planet and the humans are scared shitless because the humans also want to colonize planet after planet <laughs> which they are doing and it's I mean, this battlefield is pretty much all over the map, like the um, galaxy map, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's huge. People are, like, humans have really evolved to a point where they can travel way distances. <laughs> way, yes, yes. way. <laughs> but uh, to be honest, there's never really a point where we understand the conflict in any way more than that the humans sort of need an enemy. Yes, and I think that's, that's the intentional. Point. <laughs> yeah, that's the point, yeah. exactly. So if you're um, wondering, listener, like, well, why are they? Well, they just do. They need an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the the movie is, is littered with these, like, fake oh, commercials for yes. the military. And it's very, you know, obvious propaganda kind of thing. And that is part of what the movie is sat- satiring. Um uh, and uh, the the whole conflict with the bugs that they are f- 
they're fighting the bugs and they're gonna kill the bugs and you know humans are the best etc that's part of the satire yes um and there's also this whole you see a clip from this like um debates from tv where people are debating whether or not the bugs are are intelligent and it's <laughs> hilarious yeah <laughs> because that. it's so it's so i mean it's hilarious and kind of scary because it's it's very much something you can sometimes see oh, in for sure. a real life debate especially in like modern um, society mm. in uh, a certain continent um <laughs> just saying <laughs> <laughs> so diplomatic. <laughs> well, I try my best. <clears throat> yeah, but it really is like that. And uh, that's sort of like the foundation of of, yeah. of the whole movie, like you're laying out now. Like it's just, yeah. I mean, yeah, I believe one of the people who are in this debate, he says something like, the idea that the bugs are intelligent, I find that offensive or yes. something like that. Yes. And it's just like, oh my but, God. Okay, well then... <laughs> Then you can't have a conversation, obviously, get off the stage. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but these oh, sort wow. of like these propaganda-ish um, movies or movies in the movie, they are really entertaining. And they're sort of like this glossy as well. And mm-hmm. do you want to know more or something like that, it says. And it's just the framing is really entertaining and uh, scary. <laughs> yes. But, but it's nice to have there because I feel like at least if this was just a random movie and I didn't know anything, uh, like, like let's say it was on television, I didn't know anything, they sort of help you really early on to understand, okay, this is a satire. This is mm-hmm. making fun. Because in the very beginning, it's just a high school drama, sort of. It's weird from the beginning, but you know what? Like, it's, it really cements the weirdness with those, with the first propaganda movie. And I think that's really entertaining and smart yeah yeah Yeah. and the funny thing is so okay so i watched this the first time i think somewhere around like 2005 or something so a few years back we we watched this movie (laughs) yes yes um i was 15 in 2005 so yeah um i watched this and i am someone who has trouble thinking like abstractedly um like my my brain is very mathematical so i have trouble at sometimes seeing like abstract concepts in a movie or in a book or whatever uh that's just the way my mind works mm. but i saw this and i was like oh this is a satire i get it it's very on the nose a satire yeah. but then i've read about people seeing it when it premiered and the satire went over people's head oh. <laughs> like some people did not get it and i'm just like but I, I noticed. It. <laughs> yeah, I noticed it's satire. How can you not notice it's satire? Oh, oh my goodness! Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. So um, yeah, yeah. It's um, we 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 are sitting here today and thinking, oh, you know, it's a great great satire, but not not all people, people actually get it. Notice that. Yes. Ah, well, what can I say about that? Um. <laughs> Awkward. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, but it does get really focused on more like the action in the middle of the part. So maybe that is something to do with it. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, moving, moving on from awkward situations. <laughs> yes. 
Um, we do have some romance in the film. Uh, Carmen and John Rico, they start out as a couple in the beginning. Um, he says he loves her. She doesn't necessarily say it back, at least not convincingly. So there's some hint there that maybe she doesn't return his feeling to the same extent. Um, yeah. Uh, which I thought was actually very well done, that scene. Um, and then, of course, yeah. she ends up uh, as a pilot and he joins the infantry. And, you know, pilot is a bit more of a prestige s- situation. Uh, she tells him that, oh, I think I want to make a career out of this. There's no room for you in that career, yeah. unfortunately. He joins the military because uh, because he wants to be cool in her eyes, basically. He, I yes, don't think yes. he would be in the military. He would rather go to uh, holiday planet with his dad than really mm. go to the military because. But then he has this sort of, oh, I want to be grown up and a citizen, and that way karma will love me. That's what you, the gist of what you get out of his expressions mm-hmm. and what he's mm-hmm. saying and everything. So yeah, just to put put that in there. Yeah, continue. Yes, and I actually really liked. I liked Carmen as a character because first of all, in the be- yeah, yeah, in the beginning we learn that uh, th- they learn uh, the results of a math test, and we learn that um, she scored ninety seven percent and he scored thirty five percent, and it's just you know she's this really really pretty girl, and you're you you know you you're in your head you're sort of thinking of the stereotype that she's the blonde dumb person she's not she's so intelligent and she's a great pilot and Mm. she wants to make a career out of this and i'm just like yes Mm. strong independent career woman (laughs) and she also lets him know that it's time to end this yes it's not just something i mean she doesn't ghost him so i feel like that's Mm -hmm. a nice way to end things yes but I also want to, I, I sent this to you yeah. uh, earlier, but I want to quote from mm. Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> let me just find it about um, Carmen's character. When they screened this for test audiences, uh, they say, these audiences also felt it was immoral for Carmen to choose a career ahead of being loyal to Rico, to the extent that many com- commented that in so doing, Carmen should have been the one. Uh, to die instead of <laughs> I'm not spoiling that part but yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, good <laughs> I was just I read that and I was like oh goodness me I was so happy that she put her career ahead of of well I mean unfortunately ahead of Rico but um you know she she knew what she wanted to focus on and she focused on that and I was very happy yeah because in most movies at least I think of that time she wouldn't have She'd yes. be like, oh, yeah, I actually want to join the infantry. I'm downgraded because I love you so much. And that wouldn't have made sense for her character. And it wouldn't have, made, no. it wouldn't have made sense in the movie as well. Because these kids have been taught that being in the army and sacrificing yourself <clears throat> for Earth as a society is the right way to go, to, to, to go about life. Fight the bug. That is their whole sort of basis for existence mm-hmm. if you know what i mean so it wouldn't have made sense um i feel like in a satire um and in this movie for her to do that so yeah weird yes and also why what does it matter if she's loyal or i mean so someone needs to die in a movie for 
moral reasons. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit weird, this sort of martyrdom yes. thing that America yes. really is it's just infatuated with. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just, I mean, I, I just got so upset over the whole idea that it was immoral of her to choose her career over her love life. I'm just like, no, no. no. She did the right thing. And, and they didn't seem to be that in strong awesome so. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I think she did the right thing. I'm just saying. Thumbs up. <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> and yeah, and, and speaking of, of the women in this movie, um, this is a military where the women and the men are treated equally like it seems to be a very equal kind of army yeah um they shower naked together and they have women in high positions and positions of power mm. and uh, you know they're captains of ships and it's it was awesome <laughs> i really dug that i didn't remember that from the first time seeing the film but now that i rewatched it i was like yes yeah. yes lady captains i love it definitely and also the the scene where they are have like co co showering is it called I think mm-hmm. yeah the some of at least one or two of the female actresses there like show their naked breast essentially mm-hmm. and I also think that uh, adds to the feeling of this isn't weird there's nothing sexual in this scene really these are just exactly. a bunch of young jarheads talking about life and stuff while showering. Yeah. Yeah, in there a, you go. Barrack, essentially. Yeah. yeah, and the funny thing is, I read on Wikipedia. Uh, okay, so this is Wikipedia. I can't hundred percent confirm it, but according to Wikipedia, the only way the actors and actresses agreed to make do that scene naked. Yeah, uh, they said that the director also had to be naked. So Paul <laughs> Verhoeven directed that scene naked, uh, according to Wikipedia. I Kudos. Kudos, Paul. Tidbit. Kudos. <laughs> imagine just looking around in that room and just be like what are we doing what are we doing awesome i know i don't want to do that scene naked well i can do it if you're naked yeah and he's just like okay okay then. i guess i'm naked then your trauma <laughs> wow cool <laughs> okay yeah so back to the uh to the plot of this uh, this movie. Um, where is the plot, honestly? Now I'm just <laughs> thinking about this whole shower scene. Um, <laughs> well, we talked about how Carmen and Rico yeah, broke up. Uh, yeah. broke up. Um, and Dizzy, uh, who is the other girl who has a crush on Rico, she, she's sort of seeing this as maybe her opportunity to get him now. Um, he's Which a was bit correct. <laughs> yes. Correct assessment by Dizzy. <laughs> Who really should be just squad leader, corporal, every, everything. I was so expecting oh. her to, to become that. Um, but no. Anyways, no. yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But he's a bit reluctant in the beginning. But uh, they do eventually um, end up kind of together, at least temporarily. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, because, to, uh, I mean, there's several action scenes and fight scenes that happen throughout the film and training scenes uh, the way it is in a mil- military sci-fi uh, movie, but it leads up to this 
seen on a planet. I don't remember uh, the name of it. It was probably some ge- planet P or something. They really, yeah, they're was really a generic name. Yeah, they're really exchangeable. <laughs> um, all these planets. Yeah, where Rico and Dizzy and and their team uh, are deployed, and it seems to just be recon of some kind they are told that the bugs are no longer there it turns out that the bugs are there and the bugs have put together a a, a, um, um, a trap for them essentially mm. and this is of course proof that the bugs are intelligent mm. uh, and Dizzy unfortunately dies <sighs> tragically and heroically heartbreak Yes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew prepared. it was coming oh, because you were? I remember oh. that. Yeah, I remember that from the first time I saw the film. And I was just like, no, I don't want to say yeah. this again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? No, busy. <laughs> no. Oh, I mean, I am, a, I am a romantic at heart. I always want the happy mm, endings. Yes. But the part of me is also kind of happy that at the end of the movie, we don't actually have a happily after romantic relationship. Uh, Carmen and Rika does mm-hmm. not get back together. Dizzy dies, so you know, obviously that's over. I I kind of felt like that's a good thing, um, because yeah. it happens so rarely in films. Uh, um, so I think I think I liked it actually, even though I I did yeah. want Dizzy to survive. And also, Dizzy. one of those main characters needed to die as violently as everybody else does in this horrible war. Yes. I mean, we yes. haven't talked about that, but the violence in this movie is uh, terrific and horrible at the same time. Yes. Which which really uh, sort of puts the contrasts in really bright colors here because the movie is sort of kind of glossy, happy-go-lucky colored, really, you know, bright, nice environments. But the violence, man, there are like heads chopped off, legs torn, blood everywhere, death everywhere. Uh, It's really brutal. And yes, uh, it's it's great. But it also means that one of the main characters has to suffer the same horrible fate. And man, (laughs) she does. Poor Dizzy. She gets like one of those huge, uh, I don't know, with claws or something. From one yeah. of the bugs, and it's just a mess. Honestly. I think she gets several of them, like pierced through her chest. Yeah, it's so just it's like, like straight where the yeah. heart is. It's a miracle yeah. she could have a semi-understandable conversation afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, brutal death scene. I think mm-hmm. in that way. Mm. So Sander, then, you want to get into Sander? Oh yes, Sander? we haven't we haven't <laughs> mentioned him. Um, so Sander is also a pilot, and he and Carmen are teamed up together on the the ship they serve on. Um, but it's also sort of hinted that he's a rival to Rico for Carmen, um, but nothing actually comes of that because Sander and Carmen doesn't get together. And I like that. Mm. I like how the movie sort of built up this expectation. Oh, it's this gonna happen, and then this, and then this, and they're gonna end up together. They didn't, and I was so happy that the movie dared to to sort of hint at that, yeah. but then consciously not go down the route that a lot of a lot of storytelling actually does. Yeah. And and I this actually several uh, occasions throughout the film where the movie plays with your expectations in a similar way, and I I really like it. I was like, oh. You know, this is <laughs> it, it knows 
the 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 cliches that yeah. it's playing with and the stereotypes it's playing with, and it either plays up those things to a, a like a extreme yeah. comedic degree, mm. like the part of the satire, or it completely abandons them and goes the other direction. And I love it. Yeah, it was great. Definitely, definitely. And his character is so. I, he's so like unlikable and likable at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Like in the end, you don't know what you think about him. Honestly, he's just a complicated person, and I guess that makes him just normal. Really, he doesn't like yeah. Johnny, and Johnny doesn't like him. And it maybe that would have happened with with or without Carmen's interference. You know, mm-hmm. they could have probably been enemies or frenemies, regardless of of her. But she is the sort of cataclyst um for that um animosity but he uh, i mean we've already said that dizzy dies so why not go ahead and say sander dies as well and when he dies it is sort of like bittersweet because you know that him and carmen have a really special bond i mean they've been through hell together and i sort of honestly i sort of interpreted that they had an affair maybe off camera or something but like you say, that was never really spelled out. Mm-hmm. It was more, maybe more of a flirtatious friendship. Yeah. Um, so kind of, I yeah, I could imagine like a friends with benefits kind of. Situation, yeah, yeah. You know? And now that I think back of it, after you talk, yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's probably more like what it's sort of spelled out to be, or like what mm-hmm. it um, was supposed to be, because like the DC and Johnny relationship was really like this is the kind of relationship they're having while as Carmen and Sandy were some bit more hmm not really sure flirtatious friendship like we said <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't yeah. a fart that was my hands clapping by the way so you didn't think I sat here farting my way <laughs> through a podcast I'm not that kind of person or am I <gasps> editing um anyways um, yeah, but I I mean I totally agree with you what you're saying that you you sort of both like him and dislike him at the same time yeah. because he is a bit of a douche towards Rico uh but then at the same time Sander you know he is a really good pilot yeah. he is a good um part of the military and he what he does are good things for the context of of this society you know he 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 does good things for hum- humanity in his part in the military yeah. and, and you really like him for that but at the same time he's so oh uh, he, yeah he has yeah. other flaws and like in a, in a diff in, in a movie with a different director and everything he prob there probably would have been a scene where carmen needs his help maybe like when when the ship breaks down in space where he would have said oh no i'm taking the life pod you're on your own mm-hmm. or like oh so this is where we stand sort of like from Carmen then like okay you're an asshole I'm gonna go back to Johnny Uh, but there is never a moment like that there's never a part where he's putting his interest before hers in a life or death situation so I think that is um, that's an interesting character uh, portrayal in that way absolutely yeah but the ending then I mean we're getting really close to it so do you want to go with the the brain (laughs) The brain bug then? Because you, you were, bug, we were kind yes. of at that point where, you know, we have the intelligent bugs sort of making a trap for the humans. And it's revealed that they have, what well, like, maybe one of the bugs or several, but at least one of them are sucking brains out of humans. So mm-hmm. then um, 
Carl Jenkins is putting together a, but this is told afterwards that he was the mastermind behind it, but he's putting together a force task force to sort of smoke out this brain bug so they can then understand their enemy better. Yes. Yes, and he yeah. Carl was the the psychic guy. Yeah, thank he, you. Yeah, he knew that the bugs were setting a trap for people on planet P, and he consciously said, told people go there uh, without telling them why, without yeah. saying that we're sending you into a trap, because that way the trap he was setting actually worked in exactly. capturing a brain bug. Um, so there's like two missions was... in succession that he's um, <laughs> yes. orchestrating. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, I mean, we could go into details, but we have a scene, at least, where Rico and Carmen, stranded on this planet, they have sort of crashed straight into the nest where the brain bug, which is real, <laughs> turns out <laughs> there is something like this, uh, is located. And uh, the brain bug feeds on Sander, and, of course, Carmen is then next. But they have been in contact with Johnny Rico, who was the task force sort of lieutenant of the task force and he then goes with two volunteers to save Carmen even though he believed in the beginning that oh there's no way she could have survived this car this crash with all the bugs sort of swarming towards her but they go there and they um, save Carmen and they make the bug run away but they know where the bug is running so another force (laughs) uh, (laughs) maybe like a few kilometers away or something are manages to um, to capture the brain bug and uh, then we have the final scene if you will would you like to describe it a little bit i'm thinking about when the when the brain bug is fully in daylight and carl jenkins moves up to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and he has in his training he has essentially learned or, or be, be started to learn anyway to read uh, kind of the minds of the bugs and he he says that oh you know the bug is frightened now and you know this is cause for celebration because that means that oh now we're going to be able to read the bugs and we're going to be able to understand the bugs and that way we can win over them yes. um, so um, haha we are <laughs> better than them <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> victory um, <laughs> which is an ending that is very on point with yeah the rest of the mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, you're sitting there like, oh, oh, oh dear, it's that kind of situation. But I mean, of course, that's part of the satire. Yeah. Um, how how we celebrate this conquering of not only this specific brain bug, but also in extension the rest of the bugs. Uh, and yeah. we don't really we don't really acknowledge how intelligent they are. Yeah. And that they are really just doing the same as back to us as we are doing mm. to them um and it's it's it, it it's chilling and it's even more chilling when he carl is dressed like a Nazi. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is also very on point yes <laughs> yeah it's not a happy ending and since no. i hadn't watched it before i was sort of expecting uh, him to be like oh it's afraid and then because, or, you know, something that would make mm-hmm. this sort of like a light at the end of the tunnel. But no, nothing like that. Just happiness that we are winning over these bugs. Yes. And if you sort of like, 
just playing with the the uh, idea of like where like where is the world after this movie like where do they go after this and you can kind of just have have a sense of them taking over the rest of the galaxy you know the planets where the bugs are <laughs> after a very very lengthy war of course several yes. generations but then also like let's say a new species comes from a different galaxy and wants to have a peaceful trade or something. <laughs> but, and then they come across these humans and humans are just the worst. <laughs> yeah. Just the worst. <laughs> and it's just a never-ending circle of fighting mm -hmm. something all the time and mm -hmm. just spreading like nasty fungus. So, yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does. It does not end happily for the conflict between humans and bugs. Uh, in 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 the way that we are now really showing our worst side yeah. <laughs> as as a as a species. Uh, but it does kind of end happily for Carmen, Rico, and Carl. I mean, they are all still alive, and they are all yeah. um, having great careers in the military so so on a personal level at least there's some something to be positive about i guess um you know they have all reached their, their goals um their personal goals so yeah you know mm. there's, there's some good things there too yeah because they they don't know any better i mean they honestly didn't <laughs> no, really true. learn a lot <laughs> yeah and in... we didn't actually mention this but uh, early in the film um Rico actually loses his family on Earth yeah. because the bugs attack um, uh, Buenos Aires, which is where his family lives. Uh, so he was actually thinking of leaving the military yeah. and going back to his family, but then he changes his mind. So um, in the end, he doesn't really have a choice. You know, he stays in the military yeah. because there's nothing else for him and he wants revenge on the bugs. Yeah, and that's um, sort of like his life mission now, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, and that, yeah. and at the end of the movie, he has reached a position of a, a fairly high rank officer. So mm. you know, it's he he has reached the goal that he maybe didn't know he had, but yeah, yeah, a goal that is good for him in the situation he's in. So definitely. yeah, it's like what where else to go in this universe? Yeah. Really, I mean, yeah, there's nothing else but war. And that's a nice career for him. <laughs> Why not, basically? But yeah, they all become really hardened uh, people. I mean, Carl Jenkins insinuates like, oh, if you only knew how, like the, the decisions I have to make. Mm -hmm. So there is something a bit more sad behind all of their eyes, maybe. They're, yeah. Like they're hardened, but they, like I said before, they haven't really learned anything, so... No, yeah. they haven't really learned anything about their own society, I feel. Yeah. They haven't and reached a point where they are critical about why are we actually going to war? Exactly. <laughs> you know, what's the yeah. point? Um, and there's never a questioning of the propaganda that they are fed and things like no. that. No, they've so, just become so. more enthralled with it. And they, I mean, yeah. I, I guess also, like, if you've put enough time <laughs> and energy and you've lost things along the way, and lost people along the way uh, once you've made like a path life path choice then you can't really divert from that because then you will have lost everything so 
then you're just stuck in it and you can't even imagine anything else. So you're not even thinking about other possibilities, I guess. So, yeah. yeah. But they look happy in the end. So, you know, (laughs) good for them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a great film. I'm uh, I'm so happy we uh, rewatched it for this episode. Um, it is really a lot to enjoy in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely go watch it if you haven't. Um, it's really like it, everything about it is great. Even the way it looks is really to me really entertaining. It's such a huge part of why the movie works. So I yeah, I mean the thing is uh, because. The society that the movie is dealing with is essentially a dystopia of a kind, you know, uh, this really militaristic society mm. where we are just fighting war for the sake of war, essentially. Um, but it's portrayed in very sort of a bright, utopic kind of motif, you know, it's... it's yeah, it looks uh, like everyone... next generation almost, like... Yeah, I mean... Uh, the... the society seems to be thriving economically and there's like, uh, uh, you know, the... The buildings are well maintained and there is plant life and everyone is sort of, you know, happy and making careers and everything, you know, and that's, that's, oh, I really like that part mm-hmm. that it's like, because it looks like a utopia, it actually is a dystopia. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, well, you need to, yeah. yeah, you need to see it to actually understand mm. fully what we're talking about, but it's, I love how the director and, and the production crew choose to portray the the society in that way and didn't make it an obvious oh this is a bad society and everything is bad 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 (laughs) no everything is not bad except it kind of is but not in the way we expected yeah so yeah exactly exactly yeah it's it's a really terrific movie and i think it's uh well worth a watch and you will be entertained as well it's just like oh mm, thoughtful cool no it's entertaining like, you can yes. just go watch this and be like, oh, the carnage, <laughs> the blood. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hilarious. Like, you, can, you can watch it like that as well as being, hmm, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. So, yeah. great movie. Definitely. Uh, moving on then to our recurring segments, or at least one of them, which is Bang Bomb Blast. And this is, of course, our version of Fuck, Mary Kill uh, in that order. And the selection this time is Carmen, Rico and Dizzy. Ebba, what are your choices? Oh, no. The question that I dreaded. Uh, <laughs> this is a really hard one because I feel like we've talked about these characters quite a bit and... Um, They all have their faults and their plus sides or whatever you want to say. So really, I feel like you could roll a dice on this one and just whatever you end up on would be good. But I'm going to say... I'm going to... Oh, yeah, I'm going to bang Carmen. Because I feel like Carmen wouldn't like to be in a relationship. That is not her goal in life, like we discussed earlier. So banging her is probably the wisest choice, really. Otherwise, heartbreak will ensue. (laughs) So I'm bonding Dizzy. Dizzy was very loyal to Rico, and I feel like she deserves a proper relationship. And uh, that's what I'm going to get with Dizzy. So that means I'm blasting Rico. Might be controversial, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know what you feel about that, but uh, 
don't know. He's really military guy, and uh, I just prefer Dizzy to him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> honestly, if I could, I would probably bond and bang all of them uh, at the same time, if I could. Yeah, they're very attractive <laughs> people, and like I said, they're they all have really their ups and downs. Also, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I think I'm gonna bond Dizzy for exactly the same mm. reason as you picked, because yeah, Dizzy was lovely. Such a great, just upbeat great, and lovely. Yes, just just yeah. lovely personality. I I really liked her, and um, also you know loyal mm-hmm. and steadfast, and you know just great, great personality. Um, but I think I'm gonna bang Rico. Um, <gasps> I don't know. I I guess I just really liked his Barbie doll <laughs> face or something. <laughs> It's those, I mean, it's those, that jawline, man. It's the jawline. I know, right? You're... It's the jawline. Oh. I, I did spend some time admiring that jawline as I was watching the film because it's yeah. so sharp. Yes. yes. And he does, he does really look like a Ken doll. He, man. <laughs> yeah, especially with the, the haircut and the yeah. hair color and everything. Put him in a plastic house and you wouldn't be able to tell <laughs> the Ken from the Rico. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I guess I'm blasting Carmen, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean I don't really want to, but I think I, I think I would rather bang Rico than Carmen. Mm. Uh, Fair enough. And it, it it is that jawline that is the deciding factor. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that jawline, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm really curious now from one thing to the next. Uh, I would like you to argue why Starship Troopers should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And like I've said before in previous episodes, it is equally as valid and as important as the Oscars. (laughs) So our choices really weigh heavily. Yeah. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Well, um... For some of the movies we watch for this podcast, it's really difficult yeah. uh, to award it the Gordon because sometimes there's not really a much to award in the films. But Starship Troopers is one of those films where I think there's just a lot, a lot to appreciate and a lot to recognize as good things mm. in this film. I generally really love this film, but I'm I'm actually going to give a Gordon to. Something we haven't really talked about yet, and that's mm. the special effects. Oh, we, nice. we sort of touched a little bit uh, upon it, and you, you were talking about the blood and gore and everything. Um, but the special effects are really good. I mean, it is a movie made in 97, and watching it today, it has aged somewhat, as is to be expected. Uh, but I was surprised as how well the special effects still held up. Um, yeah, pra- I mean, I practical thought, I thought, and CGI. Equally. Yes, they, yeah. they, it looked awesome. Um, so I would like to give a Gordon to the special effects. Um, and this movie actually was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Visual Effects. Cool. Uh, and it won it won a Saturn Award for Best Costumes and Best Special Effects. So, um, I mean, even at the time, uh, people appreciated the special effects of this film. And I do too. Yeah, really good of you to point that out. Because it does look excellent and the special effects are... Top notch, especially for 1997. And I feel like sometimes 90s movies get such a bad rep. <laughs> and I feel like we have such, we are much more willing to look past things that might 
be a bit quote unquote ugly to our modern eye when it's movies like from the 80s and so. Uh, so yeah, things age, but like you say, they do age. Things from 2019 will age. So yes. we got to be a little bit humble for past things. So yeah, uh, cool award you gave out there. I'm going to give it for that jawline. <laughs> so yeah, we needed to balance out that seriousness with something as equally it's serious. That, yeah. <laughs> it's good that we are back to our roles here as podcasters. You know, I take the serious choice and you go with the less serious That's one. exactly what I was thinking when you were talking about you. I was like, yeah, that's, that's really great. What am I... Go- okay, yeah, yeah, now I know. We need to get back to our roots here. Yeah. <laughs> so... Good that we're thinking the same. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that is an amazing jawline. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Jawline. It's uh, well deserves uh, an award. Yeah, yeah. A good one. Yeah. yeah. And as always, they do win these awards. Don't worry, audience. Yes. They do. Or listener, I should say. So yeah, from that to another segment that we usually have. And that is known as Double Feature. Um, that is when we recommend some movie that would go well with the one that we just watched. So Linnea. Do you have any recommendations to the listener? I have a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as we have established, this movie, Starship Troopers, is a satire. Uh, and I think if you're interested in more of that, you should check out some of um, Paul Verhoeven's other films, uh, such as Robocop, which is also a satire. Um, and I think they will thematically go well together. Definitely. If you're not... Yeah, if you're not necessarily looking for uh, satire, you're just into, you know, military science fiction and things like that. Um, There is a movie which I personally really enjoyed and I think is very underrated, uh, and that is Edge of Tomorrow, uh, which is also a um, military science fiction film with uh, different concepts than Starship Troopers, but I think they also have several things in common that would make them a good double feature. Yeah, like Perpetual War and... An enemy that yeah. looks very, very different from you. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be a great double feature. Good, good. Really should rewatch that, Edge of Tomorrow. It is a great movie, yeah. but it's been a while now, I feel like. I really like that yeah. film. I know, I know some people, or actually a lot of people didn't like it, but I really liked it. I thought it was a great film. Is it because of Tom Cruise or something stupid like that? or Maybe, yeah. maybe. Hmm. I, I I don't mind Tom Cruise, so I was just like... And also, oh, is it Emily Blunt who's in it? She was yes. really beautiful in that oh, film. I love oh. Emily Blunt. Love her. Oh, eye candy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely body goals right there with her <laughs> yeah. back muscles. Just like, raw <laughs> jelly. Um, mm. But yeah, I, have, uh, I don't have a movie to recommend, but I am bending the rules a little bit. I think I did that in the last episode of the last season, which is so <laughs> weird to say, uh, when we were watching Julius Caesar and then I recommended a TV series, I believe. So, you know, I've already been through this one time, so why not continue on? But I have a book recommendation and that is the book I recently finished called The Light Brigade by Cameron Hurley. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that it's on, on your uh, to-read list. <laughs> yeah, it's on my wish list. I yeah. want to get it. Yeah, so maybe this will be a further incentive for you to read it but it is because I was sort of like hooking on to the whole getting a citizenship by going to war essentially and that is Mm -hmm. a huge part of the um, 
the uh, Light Brigade as well. Sort of this war that no one really knew where it started and no one really can figure out where it will end either because it's just one of those things that become sort of naturalized into society. Um, but it is maybe criticizing corporatism <laughs> or like corporates and, uh, you, you know, a, a society where corporates command everything and are your ruler, your god and your everything. And mm. what happens when you have a new part of technology that might mess things up a little bit i don't want to say anything cool. more than that because mm -hmm. uh, yeah it is it's a really mind fuckery of a book uh, <laughs> you it sounds really cool yeah um, yeah I, it's i do i do really want to read it as something yeah it's really it was really good so definitely recommend that um yeah that's it for me i guess yeah good good recommendation I mean, I, I, I don't think any of us really mind that we're bending the rules nah. uh, on double feature, you nah. know, just uh, recommend similar things yeah. or, or maybe opposite things also, if that's uh, um, good. So, um, yeah, mm. great pick. But speaking of things to watch and maybe read and maybe watch in the future, uh, we of course have the question at the end here, which is, should this be remade in 2020? What's your opinion, Eva? I think no. Uh, this is a great piece of uh, movie history. And I think you get the same out of this movie that you would get in making Starship Troopers. I mean, we're talking Starship Troopers now again in the 2020s. And I think you, you get the same message from it. We haven't... Mm. It's not been so long. And the sort of subject matter that it's talking about... Uh, has aged <laughs> very well in the sense that we haven't moved past it. So mm. it is equally as important today. Uh, just in general, I always think that science fiction um, movies and dystopia movies criticizing elements of, of society, especially like sort of like the more violent and... Um, totalitarian tendencies in society it's it's just good to always have those coming out in a <laughs> cinema season anyways but no yeah. to remake starship troopers i don't think we need to i think we need to watch the one that's been made already mm -hmm. yeah you i would go with the maybe okay um i think i think we sort of need to divide the question here into two parts first of all should this be readapted and i'm thinking about new adaptation of the book of which i think the answer is no i don't necessarily uh, want to yeah. see a mm, new movie agreed. version of the book based on what i know of the book uh, i'm not really interested in that but remaking the movie starship troopers and sort of bringing the satire with it into 2020 that i might go along with um i think i mean i think starship troopers the original the movie uh, would still be the better one of the two, but I could maybe um, see how modern audiences maybe needs needs to see this satire and learn mm. from it. True. But then at the same time, as I said earlier, the satire went over several people's heads, so maybe it would have the opposite effect of not really learning anything and maybe seeing their own opinions 
confirmed uh, mm. in the wrong way. So I'm 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 saying maybe, <laughs> like I I could see a way this could be remade in a good way, but I also can see it not really succeeding at maybe what it sets out to to do. Um, but science fiction <sighs> satires in general, I mean, more please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but satire is not easy to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I thought that Starship Troopers was very on the nose with its satire, but obviously it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm a bit divided there. Mm. I'm a bit torn. Mm. Um, I can't really make up my mind. So I'm gonna settle for a maybe. Uh, what's that you're humming on about well Linnea happy you asked I <laughs> am humming along to Sarah Brightman and Hot Gossips I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper <laughs> from 1978 a very great ah. disco song <laughs> <laughs> tell me more <laughs> tell me more well <laughs> If you go on YouTube, you can find an incredible music video for this disco song starring, as I mentioned, Sarah Brightman and men clad in like sort of uh, sex dungeon-y outfits and very futuresque with a lot of uh, fake uh, fog everywhere and amazing sparkly future outfits. And it's just mwah, amazing. <laughs> and glitter. And glitter. Throwing throwing glitter all over the place. Oh, uh, definitely. Yes, it's gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is, um, and... you were the one who found it. <laughs> yes, yes, I recommended this to you. Um, so for the, the listener out there, <laughs> this music video has nothing to do with the movie Starship Trooper. It's just a fun, geeky, dorky music video that I found on the internet. And we wanted to talk about it, so... Um, <laughs> We're having a little bit of a bonus Yes, here. we found a way to talk about it. <laughs> but just like you should go and watch Starship Troopers, you oh, should yes, go and watch yes. I Lost My Heart to a Starship Trooper. It's amazing. I mean, the, yeah, the song itself is very catchy, mm -hmm. but it's the music video that makes it oh so amazing. <laughs> They've got like weights, you know, like hand weights, because they yes. sort of looked futurist, futuristic. So they got like weights and dancing with the weights and it's just great, great <laughs> music video. Great song also. Oh, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I it. And uh, um, I actually found this years ago. I don't know exactly how I, I came across it and I thought it was amazing. And then I was reminded of it recently yeah. after a conversation I had with people on Twitter. And I was like, oh <gasps> my God, I need to send this to Ebba because so much glitter <laughs> and she loves glitter. Yes, so. I do. And I do love all the outfits in this movie. Uh, so, but we will, of course, put a uh, link to the YouTube video in our on our Facebook page, I guess, because that's a place yes. for you to find it on. So go there. Yes. Yeah. Because you definitely need to see it. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> I lost my heart to Starship Trooper. I mean, if you're not enticed by that, I don't know what, so. <laughs> because, I mean, we are, we're such amazing singers mm -hmm. here, I'm just yes, saying. Yes, working on our EP right now, so just yes. hold on. We're making a cover of I Lost My Heart to Starship Trooper? Yes. yes. <laughs> and it will be equally amazing, if not better. <gasps> we're going to have double the glitter. <laughs> 
and double the half naked men. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Not sure where we're gonna find those, but uh, I mean, you know, there are web pages for this. I have a flatmate. Yeah, I mean, we we could. We work it out. Don't worry so much. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. So, listener, have you seen Starship Troopers? Or have you seen the music video to <laughs> I Lost My Heart to Starship Troopers? We want to know what you think. So go to our Facebook page, StarCrash Podcast. Where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, if that's more your jam. And join us uh, in two weeks as we sit down and talk about another movie. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.